And I find myself standing in the sun I can only imagine when all I would do is forever Hello and welcome to Beyond the Real on Mountain 91.5. What you're listening to right now is I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me, straight from the, well, official movie soundtrack of I Can Only Imagine, the one of the movies that came out this previous weekend that's all about this one song. I'm Kyle. I'm Colin. I'm TJ. And tonight we're going to have a little bit smaller of a show. Um... We're going to skip a couple segments. We're trying to fit in for time. A couple of us are going out of town. So let's just get right into it. So we had three movies that came out this previous weekend. Um, and the first is I Can Only Imagine. I saw I Can Only Imagine. I saw it on Monday night. And it's about the lead singer of the band Mercy Me. And the story of how he creates this song, I Can Only Imagine, which it puts in the credits that is actually the highest selling Christian single ever. So it's the, it's the story of how that was made. I got a question for you, Kyle is Monday mm-hmm. night, a big night for movie audiences. Usually Monday night is not a big night. Okay. Cause there were a lot of people in this theater when I, when I saw it, I was kind of surprised by that. It might be, uh, might, might be that the market that it's, uh, that it's trying to, speak to is responding so that's that's nice for the movie yeah for sure i mean yeah. uh sorry to cut you off but it, you're fine yeah so working at the theater i can only imagine is doing really well um you know just this entire weekend when it came out um, it, it surprised a lot of people it sold out its first showing on thursday wow so yeah Jeez. but what do you think about the movie uh i thought it's a it's supposed to be an inspirational story so it has some cheese built into it that it has to overcome a little bit. But mostly, the movie is about the guy's story. It doesn't push the Christianity really hard until the end. But mostly, it's sort of an inspiring life journey of how this guy went from uh, having a really bad home life and home structure to being the writer of the highest-selling Christian single ever. I can't talk about it very much plot-wise because there's stuff that's genuinely emotionally affecting in here that I don't want to say over the airwaves. But if I and I was I'm not a country music fan at all, and I'm also not a Christian at all. So I came into this movie not really expecting to like it in the slightest. <laughs> but I came out and I was pleasantly surprised. If you're looking for a good story. Or just a nice human tale about overcoming your situation to be great, then maybe I can only imagine is the right movie for you this weekend. Just maybe. Yeah, and it's really crazy because its budget was so small and it was projected to make so little. It was, you know, supposed to make like four. It was supposed to make make like four this entire um, weekend, and it's almost quadrupled that. Wow. That just goes to show that when you set the bar low, anything is possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this is a big, this is a big movie in Mount Pleasant for sure. And uh, I think this really appeals to the population we have here. So it's been going crazy. um, That's pretty awesome. Celebration Cinema Mount Pleasant. Yeah. And 
audiences like it too. I don't know if you have the Rotten Tomatoes numbers in front of you, but I looked at them a couple nights ago, and I think the critics' numbers are at like 64%. Yeah, it's 67 and 96. 96 for audiences. So the people that are going to see this movie absolutely love it. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all because, um, you know, the people that are going to see this movie are going to like the movie. It's because, you know, they like the song, they're going to go see the movie, and, you know, it, it affected them. It did. There were certainly some... I, I looked at the audience as I walked out just to see some faces, and, and there were some there were some wet eyes in the theater as the as the credits rolled. So that goes to show that it's genuinely affecting people, and that's that's nice for a movie to be able to do. It's clearly doing well, and it's probably going to keep doing well. Yeah, for sure. And we'll see how long it lasts. I I wonder what the the reason it did so well nationally, because it makes sense in Mount Pleasant why it's doing so well, but nationally I wonder why it's um, doing way better than people uh, anticipated. Maybe it's because the whole world is Mount Pleasant. Yeah. And by the whole world, I mean America. Well, I can only imagine what the you mean. The two are interchangeable, TJ. Yeah, I've been waiting to use that one, too, but I couldn't find a convenient place to, like... <laughs> Sorry, I beat that. you to it. I've been making that imagine. pun, like, Oof. all the time. So, anyways... I can imagine. <laughs> anyways, I can only imagine is one of the movies that came out this previous weekend. The next up is Tomb Raider which was projected to make about around $31 million. It actually made 23 so it a little underperformed. Um, the reviews for it are a, bit, a little bit split, about 50 uh, critics and around 69 user. Um, so I went and saw this movie. I did and, too, actually. Okay, so we both yeah. went and saw this movie. Did you see Assassin's Creed when it came out? No, um, I did not. Okay, so Assassin's Creed came out, I think it was around... Um, September, October of last year. So that was the last big video game movie that was released. And video game movies have a big, long history of being awful. They certainly do. And I'm sh- I think you've probably seen a little bit more of those movies than I have. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, actually. Well, you mean you haven't seen Doom with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? No, I haven't seen Doom with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Come on, man. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But I have seen Tomb Raider with... Not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. No. Just kidding. It's not Scarlett Johansson. It's Angelina Jolie. No, it's not. Tomb Raider? The new one? The first, no, no, no. The first oh, one. I thought you were talking about the, the old Tomb Raiders. No, yeah. I haven't seen those either. Oh, okay. This, this very well might be my first video game movie. Really? Surprisingly. Now that I'm thinking wow. about it, it I, I don't... No Mortal Kombat? You skipped out on Warcraft? Uh, yeah. I did too. I don't blame either of you guys. It, it wasn't anything special. Oh, you went and saw it? Yeah, I did. Okay, so this is in the perspective of a video game movie. Um, in general, I think TJ would agree with me that it was just an okay movie overall. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to do with it. I don't want to speak for you. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, it was It was, uh, it was, it was. was certainly good as far as video game movies go. That's That's the metric I was going by. So, yeah, so progress. Yeah, that progress. <laughs> That's kind of the frame that we're going for with um, Tomb Raider. Is you know it, it's better than the other video game movies. And you know, a lot of people were complaining about Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender and how it wasn't loyal. Maybe not loyal, but it, it didn't do service to the video games. And 
coming from someone who didn't actually play the video games, so I guess my opinion isn't exactly a valid when it comes to Assassin's Creed, but I think that Assassin's Creed was a great movie, um, and I think Tomb Raider is in that same place. Uh, two great video game movies, which, like we said, is not a very high bar. How is Alicia Vikander as Lara? She's pretty She's pretty good. Um, I don't exactly know what her character in the video game is supposed to be like. Mm. I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be more tough and um, awesome, I guess. I, I can't think of any other words. Like, just a really awesome, like, you know, action hero. That's kind of what I get from the video games. And in this movie, she's a lot more vulnerable. Well, she's also start just starting out her journey, too. Yeah. So if the movie's successful, then maybe we can see the battle-hardened and super tough and awesome Lara. Yeah, for sure. And you know, at the beginning of the movie, she was she she had flaws and she was just learning how to adventure and do all this stuff. So by the end of the movie, I she grew a lot as a character and um, she turned into that you know, Laura Croft that you know from the video games. So I like the movie overall. Um, you know, there are parts that were genuinely exciting and then there are parts that were like genuinely boring. <laughs> um, DJ, I do want to ask you, um, so they went for more of a realistic view on this kind of adventure style instead of going for the mystical. What did you think about that? Um, I approved of it. I <laughs> got my personal seal of approval. I thought it was like, um, you know, it, it's it, the entire movie was, was building up to this sort of um, magical sort of th sort of theme, and but it, like didn't feel like it would have worked. So the fact that they didn't exactly just dive straight into that was mm -hmm. tasteful. I thought. They knew what they were dealing with. You're happy they didn't embrace the absurdity. Yes. Just kind of like, you know, brush fingertips with the uncertainty. I mean, <laughs> that's absurdity. Yeah, they definitely teased a lot of that, and I felt like they were going to dive deep into the mystical, but I think they really shied away from it, and I think it really worked for them um, story-wise, because at this point I feel like I'm a little bit saturated with magic being the explanation you know mm -hmm. like i think it's cool that they based it in reality for this movie and i guess um that goes for everything related to other than the fact that she survives things that she shouldn't but that's just kind of like trying to emulate video games because you get unlimited lives in almost all video games yeah and you can't do that yeah. in a movie so tomb raider i thought it was pretty good uh for a video game movie it was awesome so, if any of that sounds cool to you, I would suggest going to see Tomb Raider at your local Celebration Cinema, Mount Pleasant. So, thank you for supporting us. We love talking about movies, and Celebration Cinema, Mount Pleasant allows us to do that. So, thank you for um, supporting Beyond the Real. Um, we always have a great time going there. I know Colin likes to gush about our theater. It's a town. real good theater. Yeah. So... Thanks again. Um, all these movies that we talk about are always available at Celebration Cinema in Mount Pleasant. So if you're in the mid-Michigan area and you want to see one of these movies, I know I can only imagine is a little bit limited release. So um, 
if you can't find it at your local theater, we'll have it here in Mount Pleasant for at least another week. So, Well, given how well it's doing at the box office, they might add some more theaters. Yeah, so we'll see about that. But the last movie that came out this previous weekend is Love, Simon. So um, this is a pretty important re- movie for a lot of reasons. Um, it was projected to make... Um, around two million and it actually made 11 um its budget was around 11 so it hit its mark but i think the remarkable thing about this is that um both user and critics rated it 92 percent um so love simon is a story about a well it's a coming of age story as colin put it previously um about a closeted uh gay high schooler and trying to struggle with the fact that he, he's hiding his true self from everyone and his growth as a person and as a teen. Um, I think this movie has something for everybody. Um, it's certainly important for the um, the gay community and a step in the right direction for the LGBT community. Um, I'm going to try and avoid talking about it too much because next week we're looking to have... One of our old hosts, Maddie, on the show, she absolutely loves this movie, and she's going to gush about it. But Looking forward to that. All I'd like to say about Love, Simon is that it has something for everyone. Um, some people are absolutely bawling coming out of the theater, just like uh, I can only imagine. Um, I shed a single tear. There's, you know, a, a single? Yeah, just a single tear. Yes, you know, which is it's a just, very important tear. It's hard with, like, dad stuff. That's what really gets to me is dad stuff. So that's why I like the Lego movie so much with um uh, Oh, Farrell. with President Business. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was really sweet, and, you know, I can't help myself. Um, but anyways, Love, Simon. It has something for everyone. Um, go check it out. It's a good – it's not just for teens and young adults, but uh, – it's certainly marketed towards that, but I think it's important for everyone to go see it. Um, also, we'd like to uh, give a, a super late review of The Disaster Artist. So we managed to go see The Disaster Artist recently, um, and you can see a, a behind-the-scenes photo on our Twitter, Beyond the Real on Twitter. We tweet out many reviews about movies, so you don't have to wait until next week to know what we think about the movies that came out so you get a sneak peek into the box office but we got to see disaster artists yesterday and it was utterly fantastic it was it was really good it was an enjoyable time so so the the disaster artist is by james franco um the story about the making of the room and the store story of tommy was so the, the epic tale. It's Tom. The yarn. It's just Tom. It's just Tom. <laughs> this big Hollywood film. So <laughs> we didn't get a chance to see it. Well, I didn't. Um, at TJ, I think that was your first viewing as well. Yeah, it was just Colin that saw it. I saw it back when it came out in December-ish. I went all the way to another theater just to check it out. Yeah. And I got to check it out again last night, and that was really fun. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it was really awesome. I'm so glad I got to see it. I have been avoiding the room for a long time for personal reasons. 
but the uh, the disaster artist was really cool. It's really cool because it balances the humor of the situation and the friendship between the two main characters. That's mm-hmm. James Franco's Tommy Wiseau and the other star of the room, Greg Sestero, played by Dave Franco. And I, at least I, I in this movie, genuinely cared about the friendship between these two. It's really weird, mostly because Tommy's weird, but it's affecting, and you get to see how these two actually become friends and all the stuff that they go through because of that. And it, and the humor mostly works because of that foundation that the movie builds mm-hmm. on. And there is a there is a lot of humor in this movie. It's definitely a comedy. <laughs> and but it's a comedy with a great friendship and a great emotionally affecting story. And I really really enjoyed the disaster artist. Yeah. Cuz it's real Hollywood movie. Yeah, it's it was really fun. If you get a chance to watch The Disaster Artist, I highly suggest going to check it out because it's an experience. I mean, it the whole thing is funny. If if you know of the room and you have seen those classic clips of Tommy Russo reciting his lines in the most bizarre way, if you think that's funny, you'll think this entire movie is funny. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. So we got to see The Disaster Artist, and it was incredible. But that was the movies that came out this previous weekend, bar The Disaster Artist. And now we're going to get into what is coming out this coming weekend. And the first of which is Pacific Rim Uprising. So if you know anything about me, you know that I am super jazzed about this movie. He's jazzed about it. Yeah, super jazzed. You can't see it on the camera, but I'm doing jazz hands. (laughs) He actually wasn't until after he said he was doing jazz hands. Getting some insider scoops here. Anyway, so (laughs) not, not to interrupt. Pacific Rim Uprising is a sequel to, I think it was a 2014 or 2015 2013. Movie. Okay. Well, um, I, I, I know that kind of useless stuff. Yeah. That's all. I guess um, it's a little bit older than I thought, which makes sense considering the story that I have around it. But I've told that story before. But Pacific Rim Uprising has John Boyega in it. It's a, a sequel to the original, and I am so excited. If you are a fan of giant robots fighting giant monsters, then you have to go see this movie. I saw the first one, and I it made me feel like a kid. No, I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. Not for the story or anything, but purely for robot versus monster action. That was super, super awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy that we're getting a sequel so I can see more of giant robot versus giant monster action. <laughs> Looking forward to it. The problem is, is that I'm a little bit nervous about the whole thing because I was super excited about Kingsman, the second one, and I was utterly disappointed by it. I mean, the second, the second Kingsman movie, right? Okay, never mind. Yeah, so I was excited about a, a sequel, and then it kind of uh, didn't ex- ex- meet my expectations necessarily. But. Pacific Rim Uprising, I'm confident it won't do that. But I'm I'm doing my best to keep my expectations low so I'm not disappointed. Again, when you set the bar low, anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the next movie is Unsane, which is a thriller-type movie that's coming out this coming weekend. Um, a quick synopsis about it is... Um, Yes, so there's a woman that um, 
relocates to another town. It says from Boston to Pennsylvania. No, mm. no specific town, just Pennsylvania. And um, to escape a stalker that, she, well, has been stalking her. So, um, and she gets admitted to a psychiatric hospital. And she finds out that he is there also, either posing as a doctor or um, as a staff at the, the psychiatric hospital. And it's her dealing with the fact that maybe she's crazy or, you know, there's actually a stalker that's trying to hurt her. So that it's a story about, um, you know, is she crazy or not? Am I really insane? Yeah. I just want to say that the idea that I would not pass English is insane. Ah, I wonder uh, why it's named uh, that. (laughs) Probably because she's the opposite of sane, which when you have that, it means un... Well, it's right up there. It's right up there with impossible. Yeah, or irregardless. Irregardless (laughs) is actually a word. No, it isn't. Yes, it It is. It is not. It is Yes, it is. I thought it was for a half second, and then I got nuked. By all my friends for being it, wrong. It, Dude, it's there's, totally, there's totally one of those educational YouTube videos that talks about how it is a word. It's just people use it wrong. I really hope you're not getting your education from YouTube videos. Uh, uh, I get a lot of education stuff. I bet it's in the dictionary. Okay, while TJ's looking it up in the dictionary, we're going to talk about the next movie that's coming out, which is Paul Apostle of Christ. Before we move on completely, I just want to okay. say that I'm, I saw a trailer for Unsane, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. I like good horror movies, and... Strangers Pray at Night kind of let me down hard <laughs> last weekend. So I'm looking for anything to fill the void of a good horror movie in the theaters. Okay, awesome. So we're hoping that that is a good experience. Um, I certainly am. You know, um, it's an interesting premise. Now back to my man, Paul. Yeah, Paul Apostle Christ. So we got another um, Christian religious film, The Story of Paul, Apostle of Christ. That was a comedy from a few years ago, right? Of Paul, like a yeah, space it was. Alien. That's about the alien that goes yeah. on the <laughs> RV trip. I think that was. This is the RV trip to end all RV trips? That's exactly what it was. Huh? Yeah. It's like okay, we've been making enough of these movies. It's time to just destroy the genre. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I didn't really see it. I I actually did not see it, but it was pretty funny. Um. So if you couldn't get enough of, I can only imagine. None of us are certainly uh, religious, but um, we'll see how it how it performs and if it lives up to um, expectations. So, TJ, do you have a result for us here? Uh, okay. Concerning irregardless, irregardless is a word sometimes used in place of regardless or irrespective, which has caused controversy since the early 20th century, though the word appeared in print as early as 1795. So, uh, basically... Wikipedia says, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to say it is a word. People just use it wrong. I'm going to say um, whether or not it's a word depends on most people's general response to it. And like, hmm. if people say it's not a word, it can't be a word. Because that's a word is a thing, it was a series of grunts people use to make a meaning happen. So if they say it doesn't mean that, it stops meaning that. I'm going to say that Wikipedia is probably right because... Anybody in the world can post stuff on Wikipedia, so you know that you're getting the most reliable information. Yeah. Here's, so here's, you know it's right. Okay. Here's a... 
the Webster, Merriam-Webster, is irregardless a word, is popularized in dialectical American speech in early 20th century. Its increasingly widespread spoken use called it to the attention of, of usage commentators as early as 1927. Blah, 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 blah. The most frequently reputed remark is that there is no such word. There is such a word, however. Whoa! There is such a word, however. It is still used primarily in speech, although it can be found from time to time in edited prose. Its reputation has not risen over the years and is still a long way from general acceptance. Use regardless instead. <laughs> I mean, it's like... Yeah, there's there's also the problem that it means... Like, when most people use it, it means the same thing as regardless, but mm-hmm. it's got e- the ear at the beginning, meaning ear. it's not regardless. It's like so it's E-A-R, not... regardless. <laughs> so, yeah, regardless. Yeah. irregardless if it's a word or not. We have to move on to Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> yeah, let's keep talking about Which is about TJ's favorite book. movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it's already easily crashing towards the top of my list. Of favorite crashing? Movies. Yeah. It's... It's got the it's got those gnomes in it, you know what I'm saying? It's got gnomes. Yeah, I got you, man. Is this a sequel to Nomeo and Juliet? It absolutely is. <laughs> it's, you th- if you think it's not, you bet your <laughs> bottom dollar. I didn't, I didn't I think know. It's gonna be not. Yeah, it's not called Nomeo and Juliet Two Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> if it was called that, then you'd have no doubt in your mind. I mean, I think I thought there was a post-credit scene at the end of Nomeo and Juliet where Gnome Fury comes to meet the guy and he says, "You're part of a larger universe." <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, the, the gnome cinematic universe gnome fury man gcu if that actually happens at the end of sherlock gnomes and they just take all the the hype from marvel infinity war will crash oh infinity war will crash and burn because sherlock gnomes stole the thunder it's the end of the superhero fad yeah. In with the gnomes. In, out with the superheroes. In with the gnomes. Uh, anyways, so this is going to be a kid's movie. Um, did anyone see Nomeo and Juliet? I did not. I, uh, I, I, I did. I did I, see Nomeo and Juliet. TJ did. I saw it in an English class in high school. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, pretty strange that I just why? said that sentence. Uh, because Shakespeare... <laughs> Shakespeare uh, made a made a thing that was called Romeo and Juliet. You might not have heard of it, but that's actually what Romeo and Juliet was Whoa. based on. Whoa, I haven't Whoa. heard. Uh, Romeo and Juliet is like bad choices, the novel. So I'm gonna, I, I had no reason to talk about or see Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's what's coming out this coming weekend. Um, and we're going to move on to some news stories. Um, so the first little bit of news story is the Weinstein Company uh, is filing for bankruptcy. They're filing for bankruptcy and they're voiding all their non-disclosure agreements, right? Um, I didn't read too much into it. Um, I did see that uh, there are film companies that are hoping that the Weinstein Company will sell their properties. So um, some other... Uh, production studios can get a, a crack at some of their properties. What are their properties? I don't I don't know specifically. I know that Tarantino usually distributes his films via the Weinstein Company. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. There aren't a whole lot of big name properties necessarily, um, but 
I mean, the Weinstein Company was integral in the early 90s, uh, bringing in independent filmmakers into, uh, you know, the Hollywood. Um, so now now we have, like, Fox Searchlight and different um, – different publishers for the in the small indie movie scene. So I, I could see why the Weinstein Company, as well as the, the, the controversy um, of it uh, crashing because of that. So I couldn't really give you an answer of exactly what they own, mm-hmm. but um, that is happening. That happened, I think it was three or four days ago. So that's big movie news, kind of like an update to the Harvey Weinstein story. Um well, I guess you could say that time's up for the Weinstein Company. <laughs> I guess you could say that Gnome's up for the Weinstein Company. No. <laughs> okay. So, um... It was a big thing at the Oscars. I just thought I would, like, ham-fistedly tie that in. Yeah. So, anyways... Uh, so, anyways, the next big news story we talked about this yesterday personally um, is the Infinity War official trailer, full length trailer, was released. Yeah, the second one, right? Yeah, and it was awesome. I didn't see it. Yeah, you're trying to avoid. It was real good. It was real good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'll see the movie either way. I'm trying to avoid it, but I couldn't help myself. But. If you want to see the trailer, then check out our Twitter, Beyond the Real. It's retweeted on there, so you can watch it in its full glory. Can we talk about specific shots of the trailer on this, or do you want to I mean, I suppose. For themselves? I mean, there's just a couple. I mean, what did you pick out? There's a, there's a shot toward the end of Cap grabbing Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet when he tries mm-hmm. to like, push him, and Cap, like, he's, like, squeezing it, and he's, like, got his mouth open, and he's like, ah! and he's screaming. And my favorite thing to come out of that was somebody photoshopped a picture of a Big Mac in his hand, so it looked like he's, <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like he's uh, it looks like he's about to eat a cheeseburger. Oh, in, that's in what the thing. And, on the challenge. And in all honesty, I would probably watch that. Yeah, Captain America's day off. <laughs> Eating a cheeseburger. Yeah, it's the American pastime. Yeah, Thanos is just holding something. He's like, eat this cap. Uh. <laughs> ah, please, not McDonald's. Please enjoy. <laughs> I'm not usually loving it, but this does put a smile on my face. I mean, he is Captain America. He should love McDonald's. Oof. Yeah, you know, he's just Americanized yeah. uh, food restaurant. <laughs> da, 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 da. The. Thanks. So um, oh, I forgot the last note. <laughs> yeah, Infinity War had a lot of cool um, shots that were new to this whole uh, marketing campaign for Infinity War. So if you want to watch that trailer, you can find us on social media, Twitter, Beyond the Real. Although realistically, if Sherlock Gnomes plays its cards right, nobody's going to be thinking about Infinity War in the coming months. Yeah, and boy, what a right. set of cards that Sherlock Gnomes has. <laughs> The rest of the world can see that hand. They know. Oh, man. They know, know what's coming to them. <laughs> so, anyways, that was our news stories for the week. And we're going to wrap up with our indie showcase, which this week is Zodiac. It's a David Fincher film starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Mark Ruffalo, and Robert Downey. So, we got a couple Marvel. Marvel. Couple Marvel actors. <laughs> 
Uh, we got the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man in here. Jake Gyllenhaal really isn't a Marvel actor. But it's the story of the Zodiac Killer um, from California. I mean, you know the Zodiac Killer. Um, but I think you poked in here, right? Or no, you poked in here and, and yeah. made a joke about it. But um, I was, uh, <laughs> I was uh, you know. Anyways, so the joke. The, it's from yeah, the same director the as – yeah, um, it's the same director as Seven, and it basically follows Jake Gyllenhaal's character, who is used to be a cartoonist at a newspaper, who was particularly interested in, um, well, the Zodiac serial killer, and it was his story of trying to uncover it. Um, and I didn't know this, but the Zodiac killer was never officially convicted, so... Um, Oh, so he's still out there. Well, he he could be uh, officially by the law. He's still at large, I guess. But so much time has passed that it's likely that you know he's dead. But um, I don't necessarily want to spoil the movie. But his um, crime started in like the late sixties, and oh. uh, this whole story wrapped up in the late nineties. So almost thirty years. When this, did the movie come out? This movie, I think it, it, it was a 2007, so it's relatively new, um, but man, it was good. But it, it was a little long. Zodiac, I have to admit that it was a little bit long, but, um, you so know. It, is it like a psychological thriller? Is it like a chase thriller kind of? It's more of a mystery story. Oh, so nice. you know, he's uncovering this um you know, the, the big thing about the Zodiac Killer is that, I mean, assuming it's a he, I'm pretty sure it's a he, um, would send notes to newspapers and police in, uh, in cryptographs, so in, like, symbols and everything, and they had to uh, unencrypt the notes and letters, and there was just so much uh, that he communicated to the police, and they still could not find him, which is just, I mean, I don't want to praise you know serial killer but the story is just really interesting so if you you know are interested in wild uh twist and turn type movie and know of the zodiac killer and want to know more it's based off the book that was written by uh the character that jake gyllenhaal played really really cool movie um and it definitely taught me something that i was not previously aware of well now you know and the more you know the more you're... the less you don't perfect perfect there. so zodiac Whew, way off right. my shoulders we nailed that one zodiac our indie showcase for the week and that'll do it for us this weekend it was a shorter show we kind of went all in without any breaks but i guess that's just the nature of it so it's just the way it goes i mean yeah so thanks for tuning in to uh, Beyond the Real right here on Mountain 91.5. We'll be back next week with a full-length show with full of comedy, tears, laughter, and all the sort. Cries. Boo-hoo. <laughs> so unless either of you have anything to say about it. Uh, Nomeo is, <laughs> is a Sherlock. Sherlock Gnomes. Jeez, it took me that long to remember the name. Yeah, so, like I combine the two, make it Sherlock Nomeo. 
Sherlock no Mio. <laughs> The movie to end all movies. That's the third. That's the third movie. Train wreck. Ooh. So, anyways, so thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Twitter, Beyond the Real, on Twitter for live updates about all the movies. You know, your boy is gonna have a Pacific Rim Uprising review as soon as I see it, Um, and I think I'm gonna try and see it in IMAX, which is uh, should be an awesome experience. But anyways, that's it for us tonight. Thank you for tuning in again, and stay tuned to Mount 91.5 for all your favorite alternative music in Mid-Michigan. I hope you all have a great night.